Well, it's breaking news, everybody. The Oscar nominations have been announced. And here to break it down on Art House Rewind, I'm Matt. I'm Jake. I'm Arliss. I'm Brian. And today, as all things, we talk all things film, art, and culture, but... We're going to zero in, gentlemen, on this thing known as the Oscars, particularly the nominations that just came out. So later on, uh, toward closer to the Oscars, we'll have our picks for who we think is actually going to win in these categories, maybe some of our you know favorites, those kinds of things. But today, we thought it'd just be good to kind of have a, a reaction uh, podcast, some hot takes, if you will, on uh, what was nominated, what wasn't nominated, some things that we are excited about, maybe some things that we're disappointed in as well, because for us, this is kind of a build-up towards one of our biggest, most favorite events of the year, our Oscar party at the Babcock. It's taking place in March on the 12th. Did I get that? Off the top of my head. March 12th, uh, Oscar party at the Babcock. It's a members-only event. So if you're not a member, you can become a member for 35 bucks. Not hard to just become that basic level member, and then you can get your ticket for the Oscar party. Or if you're an upper-level VIP member, you are invited to come for free because it's our opportunity to just celebrate uh, our our VIP members as well. So hopefully you can make that because it's one of our favorite uh, parties of the year. No matter what happens on the screen, we seem to have a good time. That's right. Slaps or no slaps. It's always a good time. So, all right. So, Brian. The party slaps. <laughs> party They are only party slaps allowed. So, uh, Brian, we're, we're kind of live uh, creating this. We didn't talk about a plan for how we're going to do this. Uh, so, yeah. what I'm thinking is you kind of read through a category. Any uh, kind of takes you guys have, any reactions you guys have, great. If not, we'll just kind of keep moving on. So, some of these categories, we aren't going to have very many takes because we haven't seen the film. So, the short Shorts in particular, the not the docs, the narratives, and then the animated. Uh, when we obviously no. aren't, don't have those, but we will have those. We will so, have will we them. have our we will have our picks for those? Uh, so make sure to t- stay tuned to Art House so you can come to those. Did you look at the ones that got nominated? The shorts? Yeah. I haven't uh, I haven't really looked at the list too much. I okay. kind of perused really quickly mm-hmm. and then just thought, oh, I, I didn't look at those categories I, yet. I, mm-hmm. I did, and I, I'm, I'm, yeah. We'll nervous? See. Excited? Ner- nervous would probably be the right word. All right. We'll talk about it when we get yeah. there. All right. So, Brian, if you just want to start reading through the list, do you oh, need you the list? Did you want to say what's happening this week? Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. I'm so excited to talk about the Oscars. Yeah, Brian, I know. what's happening? He's very excited, but... Calm down, little doggy. We're going to talk about <laughs> what's happening at Art House and the Babcock this week. Uh, first and foremost, we are holding on to the whale for a third week, uh, which Brendan Fraser is nominated for. So if you have not seen the whale, now that he's nominated, you've got another week to catch it at Art House. And a worthwhile nomination, in yes. my mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yep. Probably the last week of the whale. So come check it out at Art House. Uh, then also opening this weekend, we have. <laughs> Uh, Broker opening, which is a Korean film, uh, which has the actor from Parasite. I'm sorry, I don't remember anyone's names, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, or, or uh, how to pronounce them, or how to pronounce <laughs> them, but uh, should be pretty great. Um, it's by a pretty prestige uh, Japanese director uh, who had previously done things like Still Walking, which we watched as part of. Uh, East Asian films with Ted Kim. And then also uh, the last film that we had of his was Shoplifters. So he's a pretty incredible filmmaker, does these really artful pieces. And so I'm really looking forward to Broker as well. Then at the Babcock on Friday, uh, a film that only got one nomination, but it is still 
the biggest film of the year in my book. RRR is opening, or not opening, is playing one night only Friday at the Babcock. So go check it out on the big screen. It's epic. It's amazing. It's everything you want out of a movie. I've been telling people, even even if you don't like foreign films and you're like, ah, the subtitle and that, honestly, you could probably ignore the subtitles and still (laughs) know what's happening and be awestruck. It's so visual. Yeah. (laughs) Just just for the record, we had our staff scheduling meeting yesterday and we're struggling to find staff to actually work the shift because all of the staff want to actually be in the theater watching it. So that's how excited (laughs) we personally are for this film. Please do what you can to come and see it. It's going to be awesome. should be great. And then we have... uh, on Saturday, for movie buffs, our free screening, uh, we have Lord of the Rings from 1978, the Ralph Bakshi version, uh, animated. Really great to kind of check out as sort of, you know, compared to Peter Jackson, of course, it's inferior, but it's still a neat thing to look back in history at, at this um, definitive version for a good 25 years or so. And uh, yeah, should be great. We'll have people uh, from the Council of West March will Good be job, there right? to yeah. open the uh, to do an introduction of it as well. Sort of a Tolkien group, uh, local Tolkien group will be introducing it along with Matt. So should be pretty great. And then late night uh, for Saturday, we will have the original 1977 Dario Argento Suspiria, which is probably up there among my favorite films, not just of the horror genre, but in general. And it is beautiful. It's uh, suspenseful and it is just a and, weird and I have kind to throw of foray it, into horror. Throw it out there that when Brian envisioned the late night thing, I think this movie has always been number one and our ability to get it hasn't been there. So yeah. we have finally <laughs> flipped a switch that Brian's able I've to get this movie. I've been wanting to play this since the remake came out in 2018. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Brian is very excited and has this at the top of his yeah. late night list. So definitely go check it out. It's awesome. And it's beautiful on that big screen and all the colors. It was one of the last films shot in true Technicolor, so hmm. worth it for that. Uh, and that is it for our week. So now, Matt, we now, can get to... Now I can talk now about Now you Oscars. can have dessert. All right, here we go. All right, so we're just going to go through the list. So, Brian, if you want to tell us the category and then read us uh, what is nominated. Again, I've just kind of glanced over yeah. these, so I'm excited to kind of dig into it and hear what you guys think about it. Uh, maybe... Um, for those that don't know, Brian, how are these films picked? Like, who who is it? Is it Mr. Oscar that gets Mr. to just, Oscar, just gets to decide? Oscar, the little statue, he wields Grouch. his sword, and he crowns who he wants okay. to be. So uh, I think uh, it's, it's the, important. Most people don't know. Yeah. So, so it, is a, it is a panel or committee or uh, it's neither of these are the right word, but... Um, Academy members are essentially people that have been uh, selected by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts. A lot of them are former winners, uh, people in the industry. Um, I have never been part of it, so I don't know, but it is a bit of a process. You you fall into, it's a little bit like you have some Venn diagrams. So like if you were someone that's a director, you probably have several things that you can nominate for. But if you're a costume designer, 
you kind of limited to your your yep. bubble and the the big big honk yep. at the end. So the idea is your peers sure. in your categories are nominating you. So that's mm-hmm. that's why it's the highest. I mean, it's got the culture around the Oscars, but it feels like the highest recognition because it's other people in your industry and right. category saying, "Yep, that was the best this year." Okay. Yep. Thanks, Brian. So yep. educational as always. Exactly. All right, let's go through this list. All right, so we'll start with the big award, which is best picture. Uh, they still have ten categories in this, so we will ten go films. ten films. Ten films. Ten. <laughs> yes. So, first in the best picture, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once. The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. All right. Thing you're most excited about in this category, getting nominated. For me, it's not a surprise, but everything ever all at once. Yep. It's great that yep. it got nominated. Who knows what its chances are? Uh, the other one that was surprising to me is Triangle of Sadness, that it that it made it into yeah. that best picture. It was Yeah, it was a big hit at Cannes. Uh, sometimes those are not always carry over into the big awards. So surprising that Triangle of Sadness made it. I was actually kind of surprised All Quiet on the Western Front made it as well. Um, That might be one of the, you know, international sort of recognitions as well that gets nominated in both categories. But, uh, yeah, was kind of surprised that that one uh, topped out. Um, But, yeah, not a whole lot of surprises here either. Guys, uh, Looking at, sorry, Arliss and Jake, you can't see who I'm looking at. Uh, what do you guys think? What are the things you're excited about? Um, I'm glad that Tar made it into being nominated, but that wasn't really a surprise. It's I'm with you guys on the Triangle of Sadness being nominated. So, because I thought it was going to be like a, another round from 2020 where it only got the directing, yep. the directing nod and then... But I was full fledged best picture nomination. Yep. So uh, we have women talking, hopefully slated to come to Art House here um, soon. And so I actually that one's kind of surprising because I haven't heard much about like for it to be nominated for best picture seems yep. kind of crazy for something that's I've had very little rumbles. The rest yep. of these have all hit my radar. Yep. You know what I mean? And yep. that one to make the list to me is kind of like, oh well, now I'm excited. Like, yeah. I was surprised about All Quiet on the Western Front, like Brian said. It's interesting to me the more that, like, I'm around the Oscars year after year in this job that, like, how much of a campaign, how much the Mm -hmm. way you campaign a film plays into whether or not a film is picked up, you know, for that that nom. And this is a film that came out early in the year. We had it at the art house. I thought it was great. It's powerful. It's a well-done war film. Like, it, it puts you in the seat in a way that is uncomfortable, but good and powerful like so all of those things it's a great film but nobody's talked about it it seems like the last couple months except for the last what i would say four to six weeks it seems like they just have started that machine started working and so now people are talking about it and i'm not saying it doesn't deserve the nomination talk about it more than when we had it in theater (laughs) exactly yeah it wasn't a huge deal uh we were excited to have it and it's it feels and i'm not saying it's going to win because of this but it feels eerily similar to coda Last year, the the winner that 
Like nobody yeah. was really talking about it. It wasn't a shock that it was surprised or that it was nominated, but there was so many other films that the critics were talking about yeah. and Coda was just kind of over there. Right. And then Coda wins because of the, the campaign and the conversation and what happened in the midst of that. So yeah. I think it's one to watch for sure. Any disappointments on that list? Arliss, you laughed when uh, Brian said Elvis. Is it just because you find it comical? That movie is just the comedy of the year for you, or what? Uh, Why are you no, laughing? No, okay. If it was the comedy of the year, then I would have finished watching it by now. But <laughs> I find it so like overstimulating and dull to me. It's just, I, it's, I, Tom Hanks is, I think he's really awful in the movie. But it's more, uh, I just can't get what the style of the film, and sure. I just yeah. can't connect with anything. And I come. From and grew up with a grandma that loved Elvis, and yep. it's. I was like sitting there watching it, and I was, it's like I don't think she would sit have this movie playing hmm. all the time like yep. she did with like the Tina Turner uh, movie and the Temptations miniseries. Like the artists she liked, and if she liked her biopic, she had that on in the background yep. all the time. But like this movie was legit. didn't pass the grammar test. I don't test. think it would have yep. passed that test. Yeah. Okay, um, so that one. In your personal humble opinion, does not deserve to be on the list. No. You're a little bummed it's on there. Not a surprise, though. Honestly, yeah. people have been talking about yeah. it. But yeah. any, anything else you guys are disappointed in, other than RRR not I being mean, on I'm the list? I'm very disappointed <laughs> in RRR not being on the list. I know it also lost out on India's uh, selection for what they were putting up for consideration, right. and then they campaigned pretty hard to get the best get picture. the best picture nomination regardless of what india said but uh yeah i'm a little disappointed that i, I mean it, i don't expect it to win even if it were nominated sure. but sure. just to get that nomination over some of these i would have been a big deal. preferred just because i think it was one of the big cultural films globally like outside of the united states even it was just a huge cultural phenomenon that should at least get some sort of recognition yeah there's two on this list that you kind of had as your like movies of the year that i feel like maybe don't belong on this list and so you can tell me i'm wrong but i haven't seen either of them so okay. that's the part where it's like do i like maverick i think yep. i can give it respect of what it did for theaters this sure. year and sure. what it did for our industry avatar though i just don't know that i can get behind like it did they pick him because of the name did they pick him because of like what it is kind of, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And do you feel like that that means that, that, that both like to me, both of those are fan service to the like yeah. public. Sure. I think, I mean, for me, when I think about, well, there's the prestige of the Oscars and the, 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 the cultural around it that, you know, there's been lots of conversations over the last few years of the Oscars continue to wane in public, uh, uh, connection like people the general public just doesn't care about the oscars like it used to be a big deal and i think there's multiple reasons for that so the academy is trying to figure out how do we get you know people interested sure so i think there is a cultural thing of this can't just be a bunch of weird critically acclaimed films that nobody's seen you know kind of like tar if you're not into that kind of yeah, slow burn you film, think it's a foreign yeah, film probably. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> you know, you're just not engaged in it. So then the general public doesn't care about any of the films that are nominated because I haven't seen any of them and I don't want to yeah. see any of them. So you create some narrative and some cultural awareness by that. So I can, I can get on board with that. The bigger piece for me as someone that has seen Avatar and Top Gun Maverick, I think that they are that 
type of film done at the highest level possible. Okay. And so to be able to recognize that and your peers are recognizing that, like James Cameron knows how to do a simple story really, really well done, you know, and, and there's Avatar is not mind blowing from a story perspective. There's nothing really surprising or shocking, but it's done so well, you can't help but be engaged in it. And I would say the same thing about Top Gun Maverick. They know what they had and they did it to the best of their ability. And if that's not, and I would say the same thing. If, if, if a tar is not your cup of tea or a triangle of sadness is not your cup of tea, um, the same might be true for Top Gun Maverick or Avatar, that might not be your cup of tea, but I think the ability to recognize the, the work in that. Um, yeah. So I would say they're very deserving and earning. Okay. So I don't okay. know that it solves that first problem though of the culture. Like I didn't care, but Top Gun's nominated. Now I care. Right. Now I'm going to watch the Oscars. <laughs> I doubt that's going to happen, right. but it, yeah, I think it does speak better for, for what this year in cinema was the, the highs. Of yeah. Cinema. Yeah. So. I was, it was a long shot, but I was kind of hoping After Sun might have snuck in. Oh, yeah. I was surprised it did sneak into one category, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a yeah. movie that the more I sit with, the more it's, mm-hmm. I like it more. Yeah. But. All right. Okay. So moving on moving categories, on. otherwise we'll be here for the next four hours. Oh, let's, yeah. let's go, everybody. Yep. Double time. D- best director now. We have Martin McDonough of Banshees of Inisherin, The Daniels of Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness. Um, again, kind of no surprises there. Um, I think the hard part for me on best director, and this was true, wasn't it true last year, two years ago with Dune, that the picture was nominated, director was not? Uh, yes. And there, there's, I get it. There's 10 films you can nominate for best picture and five you nominate for best director. Wow. So yeah. only you can't, not every picture is going to get that director nom, but yeah. for some of, to, to what we were just talking about, some of the bigger pictures, mm-hmm. like, that director role, like you are managing a small country at some yeah. point as far as the numbers yeah, of people and detail I mean, and budgets and all yeah. that kind of stuff, that it, it, it's interesting to me that none of the truly big films of the year made this list, that it's more of the, you know, not that Steven Spielberg's an art or by any, but it's a smaller film for him. So he's, it, these are smaller films, quote unquote. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I always find that fascinating, I guess. Yeah. And I, there's a part of me that thinks a Cameron should be in that category and he won for Titanic. He's doing fine. But anyways, <laughs> just, just my thoughts. Yeah. So yeah, no real surprises here. I know I had read some discord earlier of how, um, Looking at what was probably going to be nominated, this is the first year in six or seven years that there is no uh, female directors nominated. So there's yep. that to mention. But uh, other than that, not really any surprise. I don't, I don't really have a strong pick here. Yeah, true. I agree. Maybe Todd Field, just because I feel like I don't think Todd that. Field. I don't think Tar is going to win Best Picture. So. Maybe it wins. <laughs> you do that. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, lead actor. Lead actor. We have Austin Butler as Elvis, Colin Farrell in The Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Uh, my phone is not responding. Paul Mescal <laughs> for After Sun and Bill Nighy for Living. I think the 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 After Sun and Living uh, noms were. Surprises Shocks. to me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't didn't see those coming. The other the other three totally make sense, yeah, to me. So, 
Yeah, and I've seen all of them, and I think that, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Colin Farrell, I would probably Spot give it two on, out of Brian. those. <laughs> you th- I, this one's interesting to me because of the other nominations that All Quiet on the Western Front had that he didn't get. Mm-hmm. Because like I like his performance, he is the movie. And so yeah, that's what I. So that's confusing to me yep. of how the other two, like you said, kind of snuck into the list yep. and he's left off. Yep. For especially for how much they obviously valued that film. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Is so, Living worth checking out? Uh, I'd watch Akira instead. The original Akira Kurosawa. Film. Oh, okay. Because I did see living uh, at Sundance and was like, it's fine. It's a movie I've already seen. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Moving on to lead actress, we have Kate Blanchett in Tar, Anna Diarmas in Blonde, Andrea Risenborough in To Leslie, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, and Michelle Yao in Everything Everywhere All at Once. So I, th- yeah, again, kind of... Andrea Risenborough and Two Leslie I've never heard of, but everything else seems like, yeah. Those I am surprised by the by the blonde recommendation, uh, just because of how panned the film, that film was. Yeah. She she is good in it. It, it. it makes sense, but the film is so panned and so like just uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Like yeah. pe- like why why are people wanting to talk about this film more? <laughs> you know, it's just I don't know. That's my own personal thing. And then the Andrea Riseborough, like didn't hear about the movie before, but it was one where I saw a bunch of celebrities like posting the campaign for two Leslie yeah. to nominate her. So it was hmm. another yeah. train. Yeah. That got the rolling. machine is working. Yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, something like that, like where it's like it's a movie I've never heard of, and then it ends up winning. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, going on, best supporting actor, we have Brendan Gleeson in Banshees of Inisherin, Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans, Barry Kogan uh, in Banshees of Inisherin, and Kay Hoi Kwan in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Nothing surprising there. Causeway, nope. I've not heard of that one. Yep, that's okay. the yeah. one they just kind of threw. He's, yeah, Brian, Brian Tyree Henry was really good in that movie. So you've I, seen it? I've seen it. And it's yeah. good? Yeah. Okay, cool. Do you find it interesting that they did, I mean, I know that there's obviously other examples of this, but the for the Banshees to have two, and then when we go to female, the Everything Everywhere yeah. has two of, you know. A, it's not uncommon when I see... That, that like, especially in the supporting categories, I feel like you know, it's like, oh, this was a great movie, so we're just going to throw everyone else in there. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Did that for the favorite from 2018. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm surprised. I, it will, I mean, we haven't done Best Supporting Actress, but, like, I remember women talking when it hit the festival circuit. Like, every there was this conversation, like, well, who are you going to nominate? Everyone. You have five, yeah. I think, five women. They're all incredible. Who... <laughs> Like, what do you do? Who's lead? Who's and then like and then nobody they canceled <laughs> each other out and no one got. Yep. Yeah, it's like that's just a really interesting you know reality uh, that maybe they did cancel each other out because everybody's nominating for somebody else. So, anyways, okay, yep. yep. moving on. Uh, best supporting actress we have Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Panther Wakanda Forever, uh, Hong Chow in The Whale, Carrie Condon in The Banshees of Anna Sharon, Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Sue in Everything Everywhere All at Once. So this one, I think, 
the the whale nom for Hong Chao and the one for the banshees. Like their characters seem so small and maybe that's just how I view the film. I, not to say that their roles weren't important or that they didn't bring everything to those yeah, roles, sure. but I, I both, don't... Both of them had kind of like the monologue that was like their performance and then everything else was just like reactions. Yeah, so again, <laughs> is it just because the like they saw, they obviously had to see Banshees and they obviously had to see <laughs> everything everywhere all at once this year. You know what I yep. mean? Like yep. that, they, that those people got nominated and they yep. didn't pay attention to the background in any other film they watched last year. Yeah, that could be. That's no. interesting. So this is kind of one of the categories where it's like, I could see anyone winning this, honestly. Yeah. I don't, there's no like front runner in this as far as I can tell. Uh, moving on to best adapted screenplay, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. I haven't seen many of those. <laughs> did you well, see Glass Onion? I did. Okay. Yeah, it was like Ryan Johnson got nominated last time too. Yep. Yep. It, uh, no, no surprises there. I guess for me on adapted screenplay. So I think. Um, can, did you? Can you explain the difference? Adapted and original. Yeah. Uh, adapted is adapted from a previous work okay so that's why so like top gun maverick so yeah so top gun maverick and glass onion kind of get it because there are existing characters existing yeah okay properties whereas original is something and there are times when i never quite understand like something that seems original Sometimes it gets an adaptation. I don't know exactly, like whether it was a oh, stage from play a I didn't or know play. from okay, or something gotcha. like that. I don't know, but yeah. Original screenplay: We have Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. So The Fablemans is not adapted from Steven Spielberg's life. This is, you know, fresh off the press, everybody. <laughs> That's an original story. Uh, no. Just joking. So, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing surprising there for original. I have my hopes and picks yeah. and dreams on that, yes. obviously, but so does Arliss, and we disagree. Mm-hmm. I won. Okay, so originally <laughs> I was for Banshees, but it's I don't know how much Tar is going to win, so I'm rooting for Tar. No, for yeah, yeah, it's got to yeah. pull something. Yeah. I get it. Oh. Yeah. Cinematography. We move on to All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo. Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. So I think Nope should have gotten at least a yeah. So I, I have that in my notes. This kind of like top top tier note was that I for it not to have a visual effects or a cinematography mm-hmm. for the things that they did to make that movie possible. Uh, like even because they've released all the behind the scenes on how he literally created a new type of IMAX camera that lets you do day night. Yeah, and like it just seems crazy to me that. Didn't happen. That yeah, he's not yeah, at least no. represented here. Yeah, I'm. I was surprised by Bardo, uh, just because it is. It feels like one of those films that people didn't really like, and so yeah. like it. It it easily Except could Brian. just Brian put it in his top Brian, for the year. And I would say I had some regulars that still think they yeah. they have that as their number oh really one this year. cool yeah. that's awesome. I, I was just surprised by it. I don't. I, it's not that I don't think I, it deserves I, I'm it, but. surprised by it in the sense of it was sort of a a hot or cold visual yep. style that people are either really into that 
really wide angle and really long takes or they're just really turned off yeah, by it. So. Then just now looking at the names, I think one of these is just based off of name recognition. Roger, sure. Roger Deakins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Empire of Light. Yeah. yeah. Uh, has anybody seen Empire of Light? Nope. nope. Isn't even VOD. A bull I yet? don't know. I don't know that it is. That was one I was super excited about, but similar to Bardo, we had Bardo, but you know, Empire of Light just kind of fizzled it. You know, nothing really happened with it. So, yeah. So not going to go through a lot of the technical things and some of these shorts, but I will touch on documentary and international and animation since we have okay. a few in there. So best documentary feature, we have All That Breathes, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Navalny. My biggest surprise is that I think this might be the first time in a long time we got one of those. Mm-hmm. Like usually yeah, we usually kinda, we have a few yeah yeah usually we this is our home run ball yeah so yeah, yeah. Um, and some of these um, Navalny is one that was out of Sundance right. and then it got picked up by Fathom Fathom had exclusive rights for it for a while then it hit HBO and it was sort of a is there still theatrical rights out there. I don't know if I can bring it in before sure. the night or not, but I will I, look I think into that it. What I was going to comment at is I think that it's kind of like documentaries have a stronger presence on the streaming. It feels like yeah. to me at least yeah. where it's like, you know, where you're going to watch your Beatles thing, all of a sudden mm -hmm. here's this new documentary on. So to me, it, maybe they've found their avenue and it's no longer coming Cinema. to the theaters yep. kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I'd agree with that for sure. It, it feels interesting to see so many of these and only have had one of them. Uh, all the Bloody, Beauty and the Bloodshed. Uh, what's that about? I've heard that before. but it's, it's about an artist and her trying to take down the Sackler family. Oh, um, yep, it's, yep. It's kind of one of these that I looked into as well, especially like on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like all the critics love it. And audiences gave it like a thirty. Like really? it's like huge divide huh. there. So well, um, oh, interesting. Yeah, but Fire of Love was it almost broke into my top of the year. So yeah. it's really definitely like worth checking out. It's yeah, on Disney Plus now. So yeah, that's my pick because that's the only one I've seen on here. Yep. <laughs> yeah, me too. So <laughs> uh, then we'll move on to International, which was also kind of a. a Interesting one. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, 1985, Close, EO, and The Quiet Girl. So Argentina, 1985, won the uh, Golden Globe this year uh, with a pretty similar lineup. Um, I know, I think instead of EO, they had RRR, and yeah, I think that might have been the only difference. But yeah. Um, Corsage, I was kind of hoping for, but did not swing in. Close, I will likely have before the awards. Uh, the Quiet Girl, I don't think is going to be available until uh, after the awards, for yeah. us at least. So, Okay. Uh, and Argentina is on Amazon right now. I may bring it in for a short run as well. We'll see. Uh Original song I'm just going to mention right now that Natu Natu is going to win. So. <laughs> <laughs> just so we're all clear. Yep. Uh, and then the last one that I'll mention here is uh, animated feature film. We have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, yeah. The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. So, um, yeah, I... 
was kind of surprised on the Sea Beast because it's something I've never heard of. Yeah, that, I mean, that's It's on boat. Netflix, so you can watch it there, but I'm just like, I kind of just came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and not surprised, but, it, you know, interesting to see that Marcel Lachelle with Shoes On nominated, you know, it... it as animated. As, as animated. Yeah. Like, it totally... It makes sense. I have no yeah. problems with it. I know there's some people that do have problems with it, but it makes sense why it's on there, but it's also not what you think when you think of animated films, so... Um, yeah. Good, good for them. Yeah. Uh, have you seen Puss in Boots? Yes. The Last Wish, and you got it's a, great, and you love it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. I was thinking about taking my kids, but you own it. We bought it. Uh, oh, I. Have, yeah. That hey, is my look at that. Re- yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I was like, that's why. Problem I solved. It. Yeah. We should just have that's a podcast how we've all episode. Just so you know. <laughs> oh, you watched it? <laughs> no, I, I got like ten minutes in and was like, I need to actually do something. Oh, so okay. It was very. It. I mean, it's when it's getting a higher Rotten Tomatoes and a lot of things. Yeah. I yeah. think it's one of those that uh, people I follow are talking about it being yeah. great. So, yeah. all right. Um, but yeah, some of the upsets in this, I for one was kind of hoping for Inuo, which we'll have in February at the Babcock. So okay. you'll get to check that one out. Um, got a lot of international acclaim, but didn't translate over here. But we're also, this is one of the first years that, like, I know we've got Disney with Turning Red, but there's no Pixar, really, because I'm pretty sure Turning okay. Red is Disney itself, not. No, it's Pixar. It is? Yeah. Okay. Scratch that then. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> okay. edit that out. You're oh. fine. You'll still be perfect in everyone's eyes. Okay. Uh, have you, have you seen Turn Red? It's, it's always interesting to me, like the biggest film, so let's say Top Gun Maverick and Avatar, they you know got their uh, best picture nods. But then there's some technical things that they're mm-hmm. up for, for sure. But like the stars, the, the face, you know, like, and it's really interesting, particularly with Avatar, because most people don't even remember or know who actually stars in that film you're going for the story and the james cameron spectacle so that i it, it's interesting to me that like when you look down the list not surprising but interesting to me that blue the, guy number two wasn't on the list <laughs> blue guy number two is not on the list no uh, it's just him. it's a fascinating thing about that that people are you know tied tied into that more than i, I mean there was some speculation of tom cruise getting a nod as for best actor I think that was a long shot, but obviously it didn't happen. Yeah. So just stuff like that I, f- I find fascinating. So, um, yeah. so then after all the nominations are said and done, Everything Everywhere All at Once has the most with 11 categories. Mm-hmm. Banshees of Inishirin has nine. All Quiet on the Western Front has nine. Elvis has eight. The Fablemans has seven. Tar has six. Top Gun Maverick has six. Black Panther Wakanda Forever has five. Avatar The Way of Water has four. Babylon got three, The Whale got three, Batman got three, Triangle of Sadness got three, Women Talking had two, and Living had two. There you go. There you go. Boop, 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 boop. This has been a news bulletin. So I'm, uh, I, I love, we were talking about before we hit record, I've had two people already text me this morning about the Oscar party, like, hey, you guys doing the Oscar party this year? I love it. There's something about the Oscars. There's so many different awards out there for films, uh, you know, and people patting themselves on the back. Good for them. But there's something about the Oscars that we still have some level of interest in as a culture. And so if for whatever reason you're in that boat, man, make sure to make our Oscar party. We'll, we'll see who wins. And So with that being said, with looking at the list, what is one film that you're going to try to catch before the awards because of what was nominated? Uh, so I've seen everything uh, on. I need. I really want to see Babylon. Uh, would be one that I need to check out. Um, 
but all the all the top ones that you just mentioned, I've already seen. Uh, Bardot, apparently, I need to check that out now. Uh, especially if Brian says it's great. Um, well, it didn't get enough nominations. You don't have to watch it oh, right okay. away. Okay, thanks. Um, I mean, women talking, we're going to have, so I'm excited for that. Um, and yeah, I guess After Sun would probably be the big one. It's you know got one nomination, but with Arliss's recommendation, I guess I'll have to check it. Brian, out. Brian, which yeah. one are you going to check out? Um, women talking, but also, um, one that I've been looking forward to for a while under international is close and I should have that one before the awards as well. Cool. Arliss? Um, for close and woman talking as ones that I really want to see after. And you? Uh, you know, as far as ones that I've missed, I think that I would be, I, I need to watch tar. I told Arliss if it got nominated for more than two, (laughs) I would, I I would give it a watch. And for those of you who don't know, Arliss asked Jake not to watch it because Jake was going to ruin it for Arliss in his take on Tar. Just knowing Jake's personality and what he likes. Are you going to watch Elvis now? Maybe. (laughs) It's not bad. I understand. It's not bad. I think a lot of the awards are just kind of nominations that aren't actually going to win. Sure. Sure. I, 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 yeah. I had a fine time with it. It's not my favorite. I probably film of the enjoyed year. it more than The Great Gatsby, but not as good as a lot of other Bob sure. Lerman. Australia. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, we hope to see you all around the theater really soon. Next week, we've got some really big things we're going to be talking about on the podcast. So make sure to follow along there. Other than that, if you need to know what's happening in Art House Land, they can go to. ArthouseBillings.com And figure that out So thanks everybody Hope you're doing well Hope to see you soon At the movies Bye Bye, Bye.